So while taking advantage of my yearly Amazon Prime free trial, I stumbled across a cute little animated film called Song of the Sea. It's a sweet little movie filled with Irish culture, and I'm kind of obsessed with it right now. The name Saoirse has just made my If I Ever Have Another Daughter list. Despite being halfish Irish myself, I'm ashamed to say that I've never heard of most of the mythological creatures in Song of the Sea. But it was a pleasure to get introduced to some of my roots this way. In particular, the mythology about Selkies stuck out a lot to me. And as I researched them further, I was really surprised by what I found out. If you haven't seen Song of the Sea, go no further with my theory. Watch the movie for yourself and come back later, because this theory may ruin Song of the Sea for you. Still here? Well, I tried to warn you. Assuming from here on out that you have watched the movie, the introductory scene is so important. Brona is seen to be a happy, loving wife to Connor and mother to a tiny boy named Ben. Brona is pregnant with her second baby, all is right in the world, then suddenly, Brona apologizes and runs out of the house with her hair turning white. What's happening is very jumbled up because we're experiencing it from Ben's point of view, and I believe he's three at the time? But in the next scene, it seems to be implied that Brona has died because she's missing, Connor is depressed, and Ben is very resentful towards his little sister, Saoirse. Spelled S-A-O-I-R-S-E, but said like Saoirse because Irish logic. Now, later in the film, Ben sees the entire event of his mom running away. She runs into the sea with her husband chasing her, and she's saying that she has to save their baby. Moments later, baby Saoirse washes to shore in a white coat, and Brona is MIA. It is very much implied that she died in childbirth. However, I think that was a lie, and that Brona had a master plot in mind. Because Brona dies, Connor takes Saoirse's coat and locks it in his enchanted-looking trunk. We learn throughout the course of the movie that a Selkie needs its coat to talk, transform into a seal, and to survive in general. Being that Connor knew to lock Saoirse's coat in this particular trunk makes me suspicious. How did he even know what would happen if the coat was taken away from his daughter? I mean, if his wife died, it's not like she was there to explain to him how to raise a tiny selkie. And the fact that Connor knew what to do with the coat and where to put it makes me believe that he is the true villain of Song of the Sea. Looking up selkie folklore, I learned that it was commonplace for men to see a beautiful selkie woman, then steal her coat, lock it in a trunk, and force the selkie to marry him. It's implied that whoever keeps the coat controls the selkie. Which makes sense because the coat is so vital to their existence, they would have to stay close to wherever it was. And legend says that the men who locked away the Selkie's coat would always keep the key with them. And most Selkies would remain stuck on land after they had children because they weren't able to take their human children into the sea with them. So basically, maternal instinct ruined a Selkie's chance at escaping their husband slash captor. Now, rewatching the scene where Brona runs away over and over again, I notice that she is clearly wearing her coat the entire time. But what if she was just given the coat back because she was pregnant and getting very sick without it? We don't know what exactly it means when the Selkie's hair turns white, but from watching Saoirse, it seems to be a way to show that the Selkie is drying out on land and slowly dying. 
Although the hair doesn't matter as much as the fact that Brona runs into the ocean and never returns. Yet, at the end of the film, when all of the magical creatures are going back to their own world, it seems as if Brona has been alive and in her seal form this entire time. It is hard to be certain, since we don't witness Brona transcending into the magical pathway, but all of the other magical creatures die, or rather get frozen by being turned to stone by Maka's owls. But these owls seem to have physical limitations. They can't phase through walls, their magical jars can be broken, and we don't have any reason to suspect that they can go underwater. So if magical creatures can't die by traditional means, then that means Brona has been hiding in the sea for years. Now, yes, Brona does seem to love Connor, but take note of their final goodbye scene. Connor confesses his undying love for her, And Brona responds with a kiss. But when she speaks to her son, Ben, Brona can't gush enough about how much she loves him. Why do the words flow so easily to Ben, but there's no heartfelt sentiment for Connor? Because Connor wasn't her husband so much as her warden. Or was he? I find it interesting that Brona, for all intents and purposes, had a normal, survivable pregnancy with Ben, who ended up being human. But when Brona realized that she was having a selkie baby, she was forced to go into the sea and suddenly die. Maybe Connor was being set up this entire time. Consider the main plot of the movie, where the mythological creatures need the selkie to sing and open up the pathway for them to go back to their own world. So if all they needed was a selkie song, why didn't Brona just do it and leave years ago? And why did she teach the song required to activate the pathway to Ben? Actually, wouldn't teaching the song to Ben open up the pathway unintentionally? Well, the simple answer would be that Brona wasn't able to open the pathway herself. To open a road between two worlds, what if a half-breed child was required? And because Ben showed no signs of selkiehood, Brona had to stay until a half-selkie child was produced. Then Brona concocted a plan to escape from her husband and return to the sea, and that way she could be sure that Connor would not hurt her children in retaliation for Brona running away. Because Connor would believe that his wife had died, and of course that would not be her fault. So then, Ben was prepped and ready to inadvertently teach Saoirse the song and give her the magical seashell. Which meant, when the time was right, a half-breed could open the gateway between the two worlds and allow all of the magical creatures to finally go home. Saoirse, Ben, and Connor were all pawns in Brona's master plan to return her people to their own world. And she had to sacrifice her love for her children for the good of every other magical creature in the real world. And once you realize that, it's a really heartbreaking movie. Thanks for watching, and I hope you enjoyed enough to like, subscribe, and share this video. I've also got a lot of other videos on my channel that you are fully encouraged to go check out. Plus, you can find me on Facebook at Say Halo Goodbye, which is my gamer tag, or Twitter at the underscore family.